0: Hello friends,
1: I'm Rebecca,
0: and I'm Kenton.
1: This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast.
0: Hello friends, we have now moved into our yurt and we are going to be recording in the yurt. Now it has very thin walls, so that means you're going to get some ambient nature sounds.
1: There might be times where it is overly windy, like now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll try not to record in the middle of a thunderstorm.
1: Oh, that might be nice.
0: (laughs) I don't think they'd hear a word we said with it.
1: (laughs) Well, when it starts pouring in here, you can hardly talk to one another.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, without further ado... Uh, Oh my gosh. What is it? Uh, Kenton? Do you see it? There.
1: I see a bush.
0: You see a bush? Yeah. No, right down there. Under the bush.
1: You almost sound like you're scared.
0: Yeah. I I think it's a Big Mac wrapper. What? I'm pretty sure. Look. Here. Uh, Okay. Pick up a stick. Poke at it. See?
1: You're telling me that you are scared of a piece of trash it is scary that what the world is coming to these days if people are just throwing trash here and there no no no.
0: it was what was inside the piece of trash this is a highly dangerous thing a hamburger oh yeah you know that big macs seriously dangerous
1: okay you're gonna have to enlighten me because i'm not exactly on the same train of thought as you all the time
0: (laughs) okay you know how people are scared of things like sharks
1: um excuse me
0: and i'm afraid Bigfoot. of sharks oh yeah that's, that's true not fair. i
1: have been afraid of sharks since i was very little i could not even look at pictures of sharks jaws i think that was because my parents let me watch jaws when i was like yeah. maybe four or something that was probably a bad idea <laughs> i would literally lay awake in my bedroom for a long, long, long time. I'm not sure how I was so scared because obviously I was in a place where a shark couldn't get me, but still. And to this day, I have to stop myself from imagining that there's some sort of portal in a swimming pool that leads to the ocean mm. where a shark can come through.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the kind of thing that we start getting scared of in okay. today's world.
1: Because yes. Because of sharks, jaws. spiders snakes those are some yeah I
0: remember arachnophobia no yeah I just saw clips of it these (laughs) spiders like leaping and chasing after people and then you die I don't know there's this whole
1: Hollywood thing where whatever we're slightly afraid of we have to completely overdo
0: yeah it's you know it's it's a cultural thing for us in in the sense that it's well it kind of makes good money if you can get people scared and have a good horror movie this is true. This we, is true. We get things like Jaws. There's a, another one now, a new Jaws. There's
1: new Jaws?
0: Yeah, Megalodon, or You know, the, like
1: the Megalodon? Yeah. Really? It's
0: called Mega or something. I don't know what the movie is. Oh, was. wow. Where it's just, yeah. I
1: have no desire to see it. Yeah. But for the record, it
0: would be like it would eat Jaws and Jaws would be a minnow.
1: Oh, do they do a scene like that?
0: <laughs> they oh my off. goodness,
1: I'm Jaws One. Help me.
0: <laughs>
1: I have to say, for the record, I am not as scared of sharks. Granted, I am still uncomfortable, but I can now go into buildings that have sharks. I can appreciate them. I can look at pictures of sharks and I don't lay awake half the night worrying about sharks.
0: So we can shift this over, but it's tough. A lot of us go our whole lives being scared of things. A lot of the forest monks that come out here, they're Mm. pretty much scared of, I'm just going to say, nature.
1: Yeah, this is true. I think that's probably why we have that big spear that we give them. Yeah. Not that they could (laughs) do anything with it, really, but you feel better when you have a long spear, (laughs) right?
0: Or it feeds your fears. It validates them. (laughs)
1: I could totally see that.
0: Yeah, that was Brett we gave that spear to. That was a few years ago. Remember that?
1: We gave a couple people in that time period oh, yeah. the spear.
0: Their first night out when mm-hmm. they were really scared. Makes you feel better.
1: Or worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the point is that a lot of our students have that. In fact, a lot of us have that. And don't be saying out there, we can't see you, but don't be saying, oh, it's not me. Because if we can't see you, you can just be like, yeah, that's totally me. I was afraid of the dark for a super long time. Well,
0: me too, and actually almost, I won't say everybody that comes out here, but the majority of people have been afraid of the dark. You know, it's one thing to walk from your house to your car in the dark, but to be solo in the middle of the woods with no flashlight and this you're hearing things like crunching in the woods. almost
1: like a television series. <laughs>
0: Doesn't, doesn't it does not it?
1: Well, no, but seriously, the dark
0: Cue is... the music. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you'll
1: have to work on that. that
0: You're so good cool. with sound effects. Yeah, no, I'm
1: not talking about your voice. Come on. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> a lot of us are afraid of the dark because it's dark. And yeah. we're so used to seeing things. That's like our primary sense that when we have that taken away from us, everything becomes unfamiliar.
0: Yes, but it can be transformed. I remember when I was at the teaching drum, so that was three months there when I was 17. and I was pretty scared of the dark at the time. But by the end, I literally felt more comfortable in the woods, the darker it was the better, than anywhere else in my life. And wow. I think that's kind of stuck to this day. It's where I feel safest, just kind of nestled in the darkness, I guess.
1: Well, okay, so since we're talking about the dark for the moment, when I was younger, And I'd be home alone or even growing up and being by myself at night. There's this like, what if there's people lurking about? What if I'm going to be burglarized? The funny thing is, though, that if I would just go around and turn off all the lights, I mean, that's why they did like blackouts and stuff. Hmm. You're way more safe in the dark because (laughs) guess what? Then people can't see you, right? (laughs) If you're comfortable in the dark, then you have the upper hand.
0: I remember when we used to teach women's self-defense classes and I was doing a bunch of research where criminals who were in prison would talk about who they would select as victims and and what they would look for in casing out a place and stuff like that. And so for thieves, especially in the country, they said if they saw a place and there were no lights on, that would often freak them out. (laughs) They would go for places that had those big outdoor lights because then there's very predictable shadow and light patterns, oh. and you can disappear into those very easily. But when it's totally dark, it started to freak them out. Like, well,
1: Because they're afraid of the dark, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? So turn out the lights. But anyway, obviously we have students come here, and they're not terrified the entire time they're here.
0: No. They
1: transform things. You've transformed things.
0: And that's what I think we could share with people today, is that, There are a lot of fears that most of us hold inside of ourselves. Those fears can really pull us away from some experiences in life. Like we've been down to Mexico for my brother's wedding and one of the wonderful things down there was being on the shore and being able to go out and do snorkeling.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: incredible. That was pretty scary for you at times.
1: Yes, it was definitely frightening. I feel that I'm just such a land-based creature for some reason, even though I love the ocean and I think it's beautiful. Not knowing, it's the not knowingness. Mm. What's underneath there? And then even when you're swimming and there's holes or if you're gonna come around a reef and all of a sudden there's gonna be a shark or maybe a barracuda and oh my gosh, did I take my earrings out or I have sparkly stuff on?
0: <gasps> so our mind really gets going. That fear of shark or or unknown things in the sea, that can remove us from being able to really appreciate that experience. The same thing for fears of nature, of wild animals, of the dark. We can't go out and just experience nature, soak into it, really enjoy it. The night out in the woods is a marvelous Mm, experience. It's
1: pretty incredible.
0: Oh yeah, hearing the owls, seeing fireflies, glowworms, there's mushrooms that glow in the dark. There's all kinds of things that you can experience If you are not afraid and you're willing to go out there without flashlights Mm. (laughs) and to really just experience it but the fear gets in the way
1: that's it I want to say I feel like in our culture we take this to the extreme in that it's not even then snakes or spiders or dark or sharks or whatever it's almost anything we can take anything and it becomes this sort of fear that we worry over and pick at and it it starts to eat us away and then we can't enjoy anything.
0: Well, again, with our movies, so there's a lot of people that are afraid of dolls and clowns because (laughs) those have been made into horror films. Definitely. And our media does it too. For instance, a lot of parents today are really afraid to let their kids be free range, to let their kids roam and wander, because they're afraid their children are going to be abducted. Yes. Now, this is interesting because when you look at crime trends, they have stayed the same or gone down over the years. Hmm. So we think, oh, it was safer 20 years ago for our kids outside. Not true. Interesting. But the exposure we get to these, to these stories of crimes is a lot more.
1: It's like shark attacks. Yes. How many actual shark attacks are there?
0: You were checking this out in Hawaii.
1: Yeah. There's really not that many, considering the millions of people who swim in the waters right. over the course of a year. It's like Hawaii gets like seven million visitors. Plus, there's all of the people who are residents there. A lot of people are swimming, and I want to say the shark attacks well they write, report everything a shark bit my surfboard or right. so it's not i'm not talking just oh somebody was maimed or killed so it's hardly anything i don't know say like 6 to 10 yeah, maybe lower teens year or something some low teens yeah. Years. yeah but because it's so oh my gosh In the media, it's the same thing. Mm. Maybe there really aren't as many as we think.
0: Now, we have the fears of these things that maybe are not really as dangerous. And not to say that we're going to just go into murky water and wear stakes around our neck, (laughs) right, when we go (laughs) (laughs) swimming.
1: Or let our children go into a situation where intuitively we just know it's not right. Exactly. Always trust your intuition. You're not going to do unintelligent things, hopefully, just because you should be more carefree.
0: So it's not about not being intelligent, but it is saying that a lot of these fears that we hold so strongly are not the actual dangerous things out there in the world.
1: Okay, I have to stop for a second because we're talking about dangerous things and I suddenly remembered the Big Mac wrapper and I'm trying to piece it all together.
0: Because that is what's gonna kill you, baby. Is a Big Mac. I well, mean, it's not gonna jump out and stab you. <laughs>
1: but. Well, yeah, I was gonna do a play on words because, you know, there's the big semi trucks.
0: Hey, we could do Mac. a cool movie about that. <laughs> like <laughs> hamburgers that attack
1: people. <laughs> hamburgers from. Heck, beep. <laughs> I don't know if I can swear and say that word. <laughs> hamburgers from heck.
0: <laughs>
1: and the hamburger helper could be.
0: <laughs> be okay,
1: okay, come on, stay on track here. Okay, what you're basically saying is that fast food is going to kill me, or my diet, or what are you saying exactly?
0: By far, heart disease is the thing that is statistically most likely to kill you, by far, more than anything else.
1: So if we just all stop, everybody who's listening, can you think of anybody you know who's had a heart attack? Okay, I can think of a number of people I know who've had a heart attack. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: And this is something that is dietarily related lifestyle in, in, yeah. right I in, mean in, movement, in almost all cases you can have stress. a genetic thing that's of gonna, course there
1: are certain issues yeah. that you might have that
0: right but this is something that has a lot to do with diet and movement and stress and so that is something to actually say hey this is a scary thing that has a very high likelihood of killing me okay you want another one
1: yeah cars oh of course.
0: I'll often say to people, they're coming up for just maybe a couple of days or something, and saying, well, is it is it dangerous out there in the woods? I've heard there's wolves and bears, and I'll say, you are much more likely to get hurt or killed on your drive up here, much, right. much, much more likely.
1: Not a pleasant thought, but probably quite true. Yeah. I think the other dangerous thing up here is about this big.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, deer ticks.
0: Yeah, deer ticks, Lyme disease. hmm no That's fun. That's another story. Yes.
1: Okay, so we've got heart disease. We've got cars. Wow. And so a lot of these things are things that we do every day. Take your right. car through the fast food drive through
0: Oh, there you go.
1: Death on wheels with, <laughs> I guess, food coming ketchup. at you. Oh, yeah, there you go. Death on wheels with ketchup.
0: <laughs> yeah. We have these dangers that have become normalized in our society. Mm. So we don't even think it's a big deal that somebody dies of heart disease. That's just the big killer. But where's the awareness? Right. Here are these fast food restaurants that are incredibly dangerous for our heart health. And people just line up and go through them just over and over and over. Well, and there's
1: so many products too. And of course, how do you know? Because I think in a Recent podcast was the No Sugar one. We were talking about the American Heart Association and the American Medical Association, right? And how they were butting heads about, oh, sugar is what's going to kill you. No, fat is what's going to kill you. And right now, we have a fear of fat, but fat isn't always going to be the culprit. In fact, we're finding that sugar really is. So when you have all this misinformation out there, what's a person to do?
0: You are speaking about the heart of the issue.
1: Oh, I get it, heart.
0: <laughs> Which is that our fears are misdirected, Mm. and they're they're culturally misdirected, so our culture points to some things as being terrifying, the sharks, Mm -hmm. and it kind of glosses over or glamorizes other things like the fast food, and hey, this is a wonderful thing, but that's actually where the danger lies. So we're being misdirected, Mm. and we're not able to see unless we can really educate ourselves, Look at things very clearly and see okay here's where the real actual dangers are and then we can start to hopefully work on transforming those more unfounded fears
1: irrational fears i believe they're called okay
0: we could call it irrational (laughs) (laughs) and we can transform those so that we can free ourselves up so that we once again can snorkel so that we once again maybe can allow our children to play in the park under slightly less supervision than they did before maybe talk to strangers
1: And I don't mean that all of our children should talk to strangers. However, from my perspective in our culture, I'm just talking about adults here. Uh, Children aside, I feel like adults don't talk to strangers. There's something about we do not talk to one another.
0: You know, we take the forest monks out and into town to try to talk to people and hold conversations. Most people are incredibly afraid of that. It's not a big wonder because we've been told since we were little kids don't talk to strangers, don't talk to strangers, breeding a inherent distrust of other human beings. Mm-hmm. When the truth is that 99% of the people that you interact with are gonna be very positive, good-hearted people.
1: Pretty much so. Okay, so again, just stop once, everybody who's listening. How many people do you know? And then how many of those people are people that are pretty nice people or are really trying to be their, their best selves? Now of course there's a couple of bad apples. But is that the majority?
0: It's a small percentage. So to say I'm going to distrust all strangers. Right. Because there's a couple of bad apples. Instead of teaching be aware.
1: Well, I was going to bring that up because when we were talking about this earlier, you were saying, "Oh, this is interesting. Crime is kind of down, but our perception of crime is up." Mm -hmm. right we have a perception that there's more and our perceptions are so important and what you just said now was be aware i would love to see it if we could start to cultivate in ourselves and then give to our children as a gift the ability to see a situation clearly a different perception where we could start to notice yes this person seems pretty friendly i'm in a safe environment boy probably okay for me to go up and say, hey, excuse me, do you know where the nearest bathroom is?
0: hmm and we get to watch our kids in town often connect with a lot of strangers, and they're learning to do it in a really safe way. They're not oh, gonna go into somebody's car with them or something
1: no, like that, right? No, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> it's just, it's being aware, it's being able to hold a conversation, ask people questions, and even kids, they're plenty intelligent enough to be able to start to use their intuition and to develop that awareness that we need to have as adults, too.
1: So what you're saying here is instead of the unfounded, irrational, I call it irrational because, of course, I'm scared of sharks, and I'm kind of scared of wasps, and I have a a couple of irrational fears. But (laughs) maybe we all do. So what you're saying, though, is that instead of spending a bunch of energy because, oh, to worry about something and be scared of something takes tons of energy, We look and we say, is what I'm scared of actually a danger? Or is there something else in my life that's actually more of a danger for me but I haven't noticed because, yeah, kind of every day for lunch, I head out and grab a quick bite somewhere.
0: This is what we have to become aware of. And that can begin an empowerment of ourselves. (gasps)
1: Totally. That reminds me that we were talking that suicide was one of those in the top group
0: Yeah, it's in the top ten.
1: And if I think about it, what you just said, empowerment, I think so many of us these days are struggling with a sense of feeling our, our own meaning, our own purpose, having a sense of empowerment that I can do it, that I have it within me to know the answers, to get out there and really be in the world.
0: See, because we grow up in this world that instills fears in us, we know this. We kind of all know okay i have these fears and they're irrational i know they've been put into me it's not very good for your self-esteem we kind of realize that we've been manipulated
1: well i think there are a lot of people who feel that something is inherently missing an element that we don't have and a lot of times it just comes back to all of the things we need in place just like we're talking about heart disease as something we should actually be fearful of That is something we can work towards to prevent. We can make ourselves healthier. It's the same thing with a sense of disempowerment. We can begin to cultivate around us people that are supportive, ways of looking at the world, meditation, all sorts of different things that will then lead us towards a stronger foundation of our own self-empowerment.
0: Very nice. So empowerment. The key here is that we begin to look at our fears to notice which ones are founded, which ones have basically kind of been implanted in us, and then realize that we can transform them. And when we do this, we take back that power.
1: It's very, very exciting to think of that there is a way forward.
0: We get to free up our life so that those doors that were closed by our fears are open again, and on the flip side with the actual dangers, we can actually mitigate and sometimes prevent some pretty bad things from happening. So before we get to our action points, I wanna just say a big thank you to our patrons through PayPal and Patreon.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. (laughs) We get to hear from so many of you and you just light up our lives. You're allowing us to be able to explore these ideas, to share them with others we have so much gratitude
0: we've been getting more and more emails from you which we really appreciate those just light up our day so thank you so much
1: if you are feeling like you want to become a patron through paypal or patreon please feel free to join us you can get information on that on our website rewildu.com it's right there on the front page
0: easy buttons to hit and you can set up a monthly donation patronage or it can be a one-time
1: it all makes a huge difference to us
0: And on that website, you're going to find all kinds of other cool things. Online courses, our Forest Monk program, and more.
1: Okay, it is time for you to unleash your life. Here are some action points.
0: Number one, just admitting our fears. It can help to actually write them down. There's almost all of us are going to be harboring some fears that we consider irrational (laughs) and that we know are holding us back from parts of life. What is it for you? Might be the sharks, might be snakes or spiders, it might be clowns or dolls.
1: How about going out in public without any makeup on?
0: How about just talking to other people, strangers?
1: Absolutely, without your cell phone there to protect you. (laughs) The beautiful thing is that there is strength in vulnerability and I just think if someone came up to me and said, hey, I'd like to do this but I'm really scared of the dark, boy, the compassion I would have for them because I know I have fears too and what it takes to admit that. But as well, there's such a sense of relief when you say it, when you write it down, when you put it out there to the world.
0: We can be ashamed of our fears maybe inside, but really, if you're gonna voice your fear in a vulnerable way to somebody and they're gonna laugh at you or make fun of you, maybe not the person you want to be hanging out with. I'm just going to venture and say that.
1: Probably not. (laughs) And
0: likely they have
1: similar fears, that they have no desire
0: to be uncovered. Yeah, admitting those fears to yourself and then letting them out, bringing them out. Because until they're out in the open, we can't take the next step.
1: And the last thing I have to say about this one action point is that it doesn't mean you can't still go forward. Being brave is admitting you're afraid and then still going forward into what you were going to do.
0: Definitely. Number two, education. This is so huge. So with nature, going out in the dark. Oh yeah. If you educate yourself, and that can mean going to the Natural History Museum and going out with some people who are going owling or whatever it is. If you educate yourself about, for instance, the night sounds, Mm -hmm. then they're not going to be as scary. We'll use the owls up here as an example. There are some owls that sound terrifyingly like a human screaming at night. <laughs> you wake up, you're like, what was that? Right, somebody is getting murdered right down the hill Oh my from gosh. And it's just a cute little guy about this big, right? <laughs> <laughs> they can't see how big, but... Right, well, six inch- no, they can Six, inches tall. Little teeny owl. Now, if we educate ourselves about those sounds, then they become friendly things. We hear that sound, and instead of oh my gosh, somebody's getting murdered. We're oh wow, there's a screech owl down there. How cool is that? Absolutely.
1: It's the same with almost anything we're frightened of. A lot of times what we don't know is intimidating, right? We fear the unknown. So getting to know things. I loved your idea about taking a flashlight with you on a walk sometime and listening to a sound, seeing if you can kind of identify. And then when you're, are ready to shine your flashlight over. See, so oh, I thought that was a bear, but guess what? It's just a squirrel.
0: That is a night exercise. It wouldn't be a squirrel.
1: Why wouldn't it be a flying squirrel?
0: Yeah, flying squirrel. With
1: the cute big eyes. Yeah, right. You're just, right. I'm just saying. A lot of times, you think something's huge and horrendous, and then you look, and it's like so small.
0: <laughs> uh, raccoons are like that. They have this huge sound as they go through the woods, crunch, and then crunch. it's just a little raccoons. Yeah. So that's an exercise we do at night sometimes with the forest monks. And you walk through and you hear those sounds and you just stop and you listen to them and take them in. And then shine that flashlight and you get to see what you're hearing. You it's educate a, yourself.
1: Yeah, it's a total metaphor too for anything else in life that you're scared of. Shine mm. your flashlight on it. If it's snakes, then start to learn. Do you even live in a place where there are venomous snakes that you need to be scared of?
0: learn to identify them right learn
1: about their life cycles are they quiet and reclusive and there's hardly any of them left that's kind of sadly the state for a lot of venomous serpents but learning more about them will certainly help you feel more empowered
0: number three is to learn the real dangers that we face and to make behavioral shifts Mm. so there's that big mac the diet that most of us eat hopefully not most of our listeners here, but a lot of us eat and are addicted to and has kind of been foisted on us is not good for our hearts and is setting us up for becoming one of those statistics. We can make some behavioral changes and change that around. We can say, hey, I'm not going to eat that fast food. I'm going to reduce or eliminate my... Additional sugar consumption.
1: Right. I'm going to exercise more. Yeah. I'm going to try to get more sleep. I'm going to try to take my stress down. I'm going to do a yoga class, have a meditation practice. Absolutely. Of course, it could be the same for being in a car. Make sure you wear your seatbelt. Don't text or be on the phone while you're driving. Lots of different things. Know the situations that are dangerous for driving and avoid them.
0: Yeah. Use that good peripheral awareness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do that in in your peripheral vision and that's a great exercise when you're driving because it keeps you very aware, and I don't even usually like playing music if I'm driving alone. I try to be in peripheral, super aware of my surroundings, and it's a meditative practice, it's good for my brain, increases focus, and means that I have not had an accident in a very long time, a very long time, decades and decades.
1: Whew. Well, number four, stay on your rewilding journey. Rewilding, as we see it, is at the heart of all of this because it is about empowering yourself, about going deeper into you and finding the answers within you that will help you unlock what you need to shift in your life at the moment.
0: Noticing where our culture has created influences that kind of bury our inner passions, our inner curiosity. In this case, those fears that we've learned from the movies and from the media, they close us off from that natural curiosity that wants to explore, that wants to engage with the world. Letting that fear be the ruler over us? No. Uh-uh. It's about empowerment. It's about making transitions and life changes that bring us into a more intimate connection with the world and less fear-based connection.
1: Well, please share with us In emails head to the website where the podcast is and leave us a comment to tell us what are your fears how do you find empowerment in moving forward and enjoying life despite what might be fearful for you
0: huge thanks to all of our patrons who are bringing this podcast to you and love to you all
1: absolutely love to you all may you find a friend in the dark and I think you and I should go off and see what kind of good food we've got around here. There are going to be some things coming up here in the spring, right? Oh my
0: gosh, yum.